0: Welcome to the HVAC Overtime Podcast, also known as HVAC Real Talk. Real Talk Overtime, rather. This is episode number four, part two of a little series that we were just kind of messing around with, um, talking about depression, anxiety, mental issues in the HVAC industry. Because all of us, whether you like to admit it or not, all of us have dealt with some sort of issue in the past, whether it be stress, anxiety, depression. Whatever it was, I'm sure everybody has dealt with a little bit of, of it in their life. So we're going to continue from our last episode kind of talking about it. I think we left off on a little bit of uh, depression, reminiscence of depression or reminiscent talk of depression. And um, we were touching on drinking there. So why don't we pick up right about right about where we left off with drinking. Now, I know I've had a, a issue with drinking for... Shoot, a number of years, fifteen, probably fifteen ish years, maybe more. 15, 20 years. And um real quick before we get too far into it, I almost forgot to introduce our our guest of honor tonight, Mr. Chris Stefanovich from H V A C R Videos.
1: Stefans. Chris. Stefans, Stefans.
0: <laughs> I feel like you've said that before, but I still I still don't believe it. I don't I, I like I don't that though. I like it. It sounds more I, fluid. I still don't believe it yeah i'm just gonna go stevanovic but no, mr., mr stevens who has <laughs> stevens <laughs> mr stevens who has been he's been a he's been a pretty brave guy over the years and he actually has a youtube series a uh, couple i think it's a trilogy now with your wife talking about some of these issues
1: and, yeah my uh, wife and i did that uh um I think we called it our HVAC, our life series or something. We like three or four episodes where we talked about depression, finances, anxiety, all that good stuff, mental health, her health and different stuff,
0: like all that stuff, like a lot of HVAC guys just don't really want to
1: talk about. I think that was yeah. the whole point of the videos was just to, I don't know, if shed right. some
0: light on it. You know? Yeah.
1: Humanize, I think is the term. Yeah. That humanize it.
0: The That's real. a very good way to put it. Humanize yeah. it. You know, just take a humble approach to talking about things that everybody deals with.
2: And and sometimes guys just want that wake up call. You know what I mean? They just need that.
3: I I think that like in HVAC, though, the stress that goes along with like if you're doing it and you're living it, you know, you have a lot of stress and you're mentally, physically stressed. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, it builds up. It builds up over time. And it's, it, it, you don't know what to do with it, you know? And it's like, do you exercise? Do you drink?
1: What do you yeah. do? Yeah, do you punch walls? You know, what I are you going to do with that? I think the easiest thing is to bottle it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what right. I did. Yeah. Is just Bottle it up and not tell people about it. And then, unfortunately, in my situation, the people that learned about my anger and my stress and my anxiety was, unfortunately, my family when I would explode over the stupidest thing because someone didn't pick something up or someone made a mess. And it was something silly that didn't quite deserve me yelling about or, or like,
0: or you come home after a long, hard day and your family just wants to talk to you nonstop. And you're like, Oh, just get away from me. And And, that's
2: pretty normal. Right, Bill. And
0: you just, you push them away with anger, sarcasm, being rude, you know, whatever you want to, however you want to say it um and i'm speaking from personal experience because that's exactly well, what i do and have I, done.
3: i i, I see where you're i i know where you're going with this because i know like the the mental well it, it is mental and physical right and at the end of the day you're like you're just like i need i need time
4: mm-hmm. i need to
3: recover from my day not yeah. from my day for my week for my month i need to recover you know and then you get home and and your wife expects you to be like Hey, all the all the husbands or fathers in the neighborhood—they're doing this, and they're taking their kids here, and they're doing this, and you know that and whatever—and they're like, "Well, you think about it." And well, they're sitting behind a desk all day, you know. And uh, yeah. we we have a hard day, we have a hard week, we have a hard month. Like I said, you know, and it's day in day out. And when you wake up and you're walking down the hall in the morning, your ankles are hurting, your knees are hurting. You don't want to get up, but you do it day in and day out because you're a freaking warrior, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And I'd say that, you know, um, this can go to HVAC too, but on the refrigeration side, I get a service call on a Friday night at 6 o'clock p.m. from a customer that tells me that their walk-in freezer has been down since 7 o'clock that morning when they got in, but they figured it might have just been in defrost. And now they're calling me at 9 o'clock at night. And they really had to tell me all that information that I really didn't need to know that really sends me through the roof. But because I'm a good business owner, I bite my tongue. I hold it in. I go to the customer. I don't express my feelings because the customer is always right. Yep. And I don't show them that I'm pissed off at them because they're freaking stupid. <laughs> That's and exactly right. yeah, and you wait it, till you get home. And then I solve the problem. I fix it. I hand them a bill that doesn't equate to the amount of stress and anxiety that I went through. And the stupidity that... And the stupidity of the customer. And then the entire time while you're defrosting it, you're watching the fucking cooks propping the door open while you're defrosting it going, geez, I wonder what the freaking problem is, you know?
0: I could have been at home with my family, relaxing. And And wait.
1: Exactly. And then what do I do when I go home? And then my daughter says that she broke her cell phone and she needs a new one. Yeah. And how, I, how about this, guys?
2: Yeah. That that's a good point, Chris. Sorry to cut you off, but how about this? You're at that call, and a family member calls you at that time. Oh, and says,
1: "Where are you? When are you going to be
2: home?" Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah like my, my daughter will do that sometimes, and uh, like, sorry, I'm at I'm at work, and she's like, "Why do you got to work?" You know, she's too little to really
1: understand. It's not fair to no. our children. It's not fair to Your our wife. wife. It's yeah. not fair to anybody.
0: Now, bringing that back around to, uh, I'm going to get kind of selfish here for a second, but bringing that back around to me, that was my escape was drinking. I would, I would have these horrible nights, weeks, months, and it became a daily thing where I use that just to release, and that became my thing that I look forward to. Was right, uh, let's say you know it's seven o'clock at night, and I'm defrosting a walk-in cooler. I'm like, man, this sucks, but you know what? I'm going to go home and I'm going to get drunk. And that's what I look forward to. And that's how I dealt with it. That's how I had that release instead of finding a, obviously a a healthier way to release and let go of that.
3: Yeah. My, my wife, like she'll call me and it'll be like five or six o'clock and it'll be a crazy day. And she'll call me and, uh, where are you at? And that's that's the point where you're like frustrated, you're stuck on a job and you know you're gonna be there for another hour and you're frustrated and that you take you snap on your wife.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, you're like, I don't know. I, I don't know when I'm gonna be home. I, I can't talk right now. no, well, I well, yeah. just please let me know because I gotta cook dinner or whatever. I, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, you know. Or or they or, or they call you and they keep calling you because they want to know when they should start dinner, you know, or do whatever, and uh, you don't answer your phone. Why couldn't you call me back? Why couldn't you call me back? It's like I've been working, it's it's been a 12-hour day and I've been working this whole day and uh I don't want to waste another 2 minutes. I want to come home as soon as I possibly can and making that phone call, accepting that phone call, listening to you talk like it's slowing me down. I I just need to power yeah.
0: through this, you know. Mm-hmm. And then my biggest thing yeah. was after a day like that, I would come home and I would still be angry and I would express that openly to my family and just let them know how upset I was at my entire day and that was their reward for me coming home like oh yeah dad's home yeah. and he's mad again from his stressful yeah. stressful day at work
3: See, I think i i do dr- like I, hey i'm i'm twenty five percent irish i'm I'm croatian too i'm you know i'm I'm a lot of nationalities that are known to drink I enjoy the bottle you know mm-hmm. I'm not drunk all the time but like in my free time, like at the end of the day, I'll drink. You know, that's what I do for my release. Um, and at the end, I, I try not to take out my day on my family when I get home. I try to separate my day, but the way I separate it is by grabbing a beer or grabbing a scotch or whatever, you know. See, and
0: for me, it, really it became an issue. No, no, no. For me, it became an issue when that was the only thing I looked forward to. I didn't look forward to coming home and seeing my. My daughter, my wife, I didn't come home for any other reason. The only thing I looked forward to was that drink. Yeah. And it took a long time for me to realize that I, that was the only thing I looked forward to and then how unhealthy that was. And when I did realize that I, I made a change in my life.
1: So with, with, uh, you know, I, I had a realization. Um, I said it on the last podcast, but when I punched a wall, that was my aha moment. I was never a drinker other than being a kid. My wife and I have been dating since high school, so we grew up together. So other than being a kid and and drinking for fun, I never, even through my anxiety, my depression, my anger, I never drank. That was never my thing. That was never my vice. Now, insert the whole COVID thing that we're dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. I've been finding myself, and again, my drinking, you guys are going to laugh when I say I drink um in three in two weeks I drink two six packs of beer. That's nothing, right? I realize that's nothing, but for me, that's something. And when it comes to, you know, I do my live streams on YouTube. When it comes to my live streams, I find myself, I'm not afraid. I, I do fine on my live streams, but I find myself looking forward to drinking three beers on my live streams. And that's cool. nothing. I realize that. But Well, I'm afraid because I'm looking forward to my live streams because I'm going to drink three beers.
3: Yeah, but but the thing, I think it's like, uh, so like obviously most people that watch us or listen to us know that we started off, Me, uh, actually me and Joe started off with John Israel, right? And we would do these all night freaking hangouts. And the thing that was making it so attractive to me to do that was all my friends that I grew up with, my wife and everyone else, they don't know the stressors of HVAC, right? And nobody understands what you go through. But then you hang out with a bunch of guys like like us right now, the five mm-hmm. of us right here. We know what we have to deal with on a daily basis. So it's nice to be able to vent to people yeah, that
2: realize the same daily grind that you go through.
0: Yeah, the daily struggles.
2: And the way I think about it is, like Chris said, three beers on a Friday night or a Monday night. Especially now during COVID, um, it's your your night at the bar with the boys, and you're just sitting back, having a few drinks, and talking work. Exactly, you're hanging out, and that's that's the
3: thing. You're you're blowing off steam, and yeah. this is like instead of you going out with a bunch of random people and getting wasted and whatever, coming home, you're having a, a beer or two, doing your stream, and uh, you're blowing off steam, and it's you're you're basically like letting off what happened. And I know I know you're not like in your stream uh, in your stream chris i know you're not like complaining about your weekly whatever but like you're just kind of it is i i know i know what it is you know what
1: i mean and i, but I it also sucks because it's good too though because i look at the comments while i'm streaming and i tend to notice people enjoy the stream more when i drink <laughs> and I tend to notice the comments saying, Chris has got a buzz. I've had more fun in this stream, or this is an awesome stream. No comment. And I'm there. there. We're and all there to that. Yeah. And I enjoy it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I uh, The streams go easier. Not that the streams are hard, but they go easier. But what, what my fear is, is knowing that I have depression problems, knowing that I have anxiety, right? And I'm dealing with anxiety every day because just like everybody else right now dealing with this COVID sure. thing. I can't stop watching the news and then yeah. I'm, I'm worried and I'm scared and all these different feelings are going through my head. I'm pissed. I'm scared. I'm angry. I believe the news is lying to us. I believe the president's lying to us, but then I believe, Oh my God, he told me this. And you know, 4,000 people died yesterday alone, 4,000 people in the United States. And it's wow. like, oh my God, that's nuts. No, that's 11. Like,
0: I'll tell you from, from personal experience, I'll just say it again, like what you're talking about, how you're starting to like look forward to it. that's I, I back, back, way, way back in the day, I used to drink in moderation. I would only go out with the boys, I'd just have a few beers here and there, a couple of nights a week maybe, and that became like, man, I look forward to that. And then I was like, well, I'm only gonna drink when I do this. And then I would look forward to that, and then I'd find ways to do that, and I would do more of that set activity so I could drink more. And then eventually, fast forward to you know, a couple of years ago that was the only thing i looked forward to and i drank every single day almost most days it was just about a fifth of scotch every single day that i would drink and it was it was everything i everything i needed was in that bottle
1: and everything i had was in that bottle and i'm 50/50 i'm afraid but then i'm not like i know that my my drinking is nothing right compared to people that are full-blown alcoholics and have problems but i'm mm. just afraid of what it's going to lead to it's the aha moment that i explained on the last podcast when i punched the wall and that instant gratification that i felt when my fist went through the wall but then the instant regret because i looked at the stud i almost hit it was that oh my god that could have led to something bad so whether or not i have a problem i don't think i do but i'm also just i'm hyper aware of the potential yeah the of, thing i, I, like- I think Sorry, Adam. I think now, Chris, you have the skills,
2: though, right? You have the skills to not yeah. make it go that far. That's
0: a good point. You have the wherewithal to recognize mm-hmm. it before yes. it becomes a problem.
3: You know, yeah. I do. I do like drinking dulls your pain. That's the way I see it. You know, of course. like of I'll course. quote. Like I know Chris yeah. used to listen to No Effects. No Effects is like a California band, right? So I will quote um, a song that they had off of "So Long" and "Thanks for All the Shoes." Uh, Chris are you familiar with that album I I, yeah looking album anyway um, there was uh, the drummer smelly they he (laughs) drinking okay he was like a drug addict and a drunk and everything else and they had a song on that album and the lyrics went as follows it's funny how nothing seems much fun anymore to me now now that I quit the drink hmm and that's kind of what I'm afraid of. Like, it's like mm. I'm afraid to live life without, you know, because it's like when I'm on vacation, if I'm on the boat, I'm drinking, dude. I feel sure. freaking Yeti. Yeah, yet. yeah man. I'm, you know, let's get a beer. I want to get a,
0: a beer right now. <laughs> I haven't had a beer in almost three years. I haven't had a drop of alcohol in almost three years. But, you know, going back to, and again, I'm going to get kind of selfish here. So what Adam was just talking about, that is the main reason I am currently going to therapy is to try to find that thing that I look forward to because it used to be alcohol. Now I take alcohol away and I'm just lost. What do I look forward to? I come home and I'm almost immediately annoyed and frustrated with my family, which isn't fair to them, but I don't have that booze to look forward to where I used to be able to power through that frustration being, and just put on a happy face, sometimes a happy demeanor and, i would just wait till they go to bed and i would get just hammered drunk all night long and now i don't have that anymore so that's that's what i am working through and that's it's a very real fear adam it's uh something i've had to kind of
1: face it on since you brought up one of my favorite albums by no effects i cannot think <laughs> of the title of the song right now but what is the song uh billy coleman billy coleman lost it all it's on that album dude i cannot i'm, I'm googling the 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 Li- you know, lyrics of it right now, but it's on that same. I don't, rem- I don't remember the name. I- I'm and like so- my favorite song on that album, but that, but that entire album, that was a high school thing for me. And that was a very important, you know, on a flip side, music has always been a really big, important thing to me too. Listening to music oh, and, and I- different bands. And they, they all represent different parts of my life from, um, uh, blink 182, <laughs> 82. Uh, Damn it. Their, their debut album, right? Or their their most popular album. And then to No Effects, to Linkin Park, um, Hybrid Theory, to I mean, all that stuff is all just different parts of my life. Very important parts, too. It's, it's funny you say that because I
3: have been, you know, since at a early age, I don't remember what age I started playing in um, a punk rock band or a rock and... I started off in like a rock and roll slash kind of metal band and then went over to a punk rock band. But... I was able to discharge or eliminate a lot of energy and hostility in life by playing in a band. It was like, get all your aggression out by playing in a band, right? And then as soon as um, my wife got pregnant, uh, the band split up. I stopped playing. So, like, all this, like, you know, everything that builds up in my head, I'm able to release with music, and I don't have that anymore. So it's, it's hard to cope with. I think you need something, exercise something. You need something to get rid of it. Yep. And music was my you know, escape, and I don't have it anymore.
1: I think that um, music was a very important thing to me growing up, uh, high school, adolescence, teenage years, all that stuff. But um, I've gotten away from finding that thing. So um, after high school of all things outdoors, like camping, backpacking. That became my passion, um, snowboarding, that kind of stuff. And then I got away from that. I think, unfortunately, because I looked, I, I thought I need to get real. I need to focus on life. I need to, I didn't have kids yet, but I was married and it's like, I need to stop thinking about snowboarding when I really think that that was actually probably the most important thing because I had a passion. I had something that I was really interested in. And it's funny how as you get older, you start to push that stuff to the side because that's not important. Snowboarding is not, you know, or backpacking is not important. I need to focus on my life because I have a family. I need to work. But you push all that important stuff to the side and then you become this person that all of a sudden I don't regret anything about my life. But all of a sudden, all I do is focus on, on work. Yeah. Uh, You know, my, my wife, uh,
3: she's been, uh, she just recently started going to therapy. And one of the things that her therapist said was um, you need to work on you before you can work on anyone else or your relationships. And I think that like you need to have your life and yourself and your happiness. And if you have your outlet, um, I, and I know when you have kids, you have a family, and you have a career or a job or anything else, all that starts going out the window. All your dreams, your loves, your aspirations, everything leaves because you're like, this family unit is the most important thing. My job and supporting what I have is the most important thing. So um, when you start getting rid of that, you start lo-
1: losing a sense of yourself in a way. You know what I mean? Well, and I justify getting rid of everything because... As I became an adult or what you would call an adult, and as my career became more important, even before I had kids, because kids changed everything in a good way, but but I mean, you prioritize things differently. But I instantly thought if I go snowboarding and I break my leg, then I can't work anymore. And then so then you push snowboarding off. It becomes something that's not important to you anymore. Same thing with backpacking, camping. What if I get hurt? What if I fall on the trail? What if I can't go to work anymore? So you push that to the side because you prioritize work because you, again, my children, I'll do anything for my kids. I'll break every bone in my body for my kids. But what about me?
3: It's, it's kind of like a vicious cycle because you, you, you're trying to put your family in front of yourself. Yes. But by not having a healthy self, you're kind of diluting you as a person to your family and you're yeah. messing up your relationship with your family because you don't
1: have a good um you don't have a healthy self. You know don't agree that I'm bottling that stuff up and I'm bottling it up and I'm pushing it to the side because my family's more important it's kind of the same thing, right? I'm yeah, just could, eventually
0: up. eventually that could lead to
3: resentment towards your family. Exactly.
1: Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Which the whole reason you're doing
1: all this is to try it's to benefit your
3: family. Yeah.
1: You're doing everything for your family because again, my kids are number one. And and I've even told my wife this. And you you remember the day that you married your wife? And uh, if if you're married, right. And you, you promise to be with her forever. You promise to make her your number one person, all that good stuff. Right. And that's great. But the day that I had kids, my wife became number two and my kids became number one. And there's nothing wrong with that. But where am I? Well,
4: that's
0: Number a good one. That's a good point. You know, kind of segueing off of what you said there, one of, the, one of the reasons I've sort of taken a step back away from the, the hobbies that I used to do, hanging out with the buddies, going camping, and four-wheeling, and doing outdoor adventures wasn't so much like I was afraid of me getting hurt. It was um, just I felt bad for spending time away from my family. And then years later, I realized that that was just, I did a disservice to myself because now I, I have developed these feelings of resentment towards my family because I didn't do those things. I didn't have those funds. I've lost friendships because I didn't uh, have my own time for my own life to make
1: myself happy. Yeah. I, same. I mean, I, my, my daughter, it was funny because before I came onto this podcast, I told my daughter, I was going into a a, a podcast and a live stream and she said, and I said with my friends and she said, your friends, and she didn't mean anything by it, but she's like, you don't have friends. And I'm like, well, <laughs> my internet friends. And she's like, oh, and I said, yeah, but it's that same thing. Mm-hmm. I, I I pushed aside everything. Right. And, and I do have you guys as friends and there's a few other ones that I have as people that I talk to on the internet. Right. But that's it. I genuinely don't do anything outside of my videos and spending time in my office. I don't do a single thing for myself. And I find that, you know, drinking um i guess numbs that in a way and i'm just afraid that it it lead to a point that it becomes a problem
2: Mm -hmm. and you know that's one reason why i like doing these live streams or or when we you know go on youtube is because a lot of guys are in that boat and they're just trying to get away for a bit and it's cool that we could chill
1: out lay back and shoot the shit you know what i mean it, yeah. it is awesome because it's different from me doing nothing, just sitting in my office typing on a computer by myself.
3: You know, I've been struggling too with um, watching all the live streams. I've been trying to catch as much as I can, but that's another thing too. Like my wife, she starts getting upset because it's like, oh, you're watching another show tonight. Yeah. When are you going to have time for us? Yeah.
1: You're watching another show tonight. And how do you juggle? Because I know you guys see these things too. We don't have to get into exact numbers and stuff, but how do you juggle the anxiety of your followers, your views, your watch time and all that stuff? Because the numbers, they eat me alive and I try to push it to the side, but I can't lie and say that you know, they-
0: I want to jump right in because it's awesome that you just brought that up because I literally over the last two or three weeks, I've literally dealt with this, this thing because um, I mean, Let me put this out there. I don't have near as many followers, subscribers, all this stuff as as Mr. Stefanovich because he has (laughs) all the subscribers, all of them. And I just have a fraction of them. But anyway, I have just recently decided that, you know what, I think I'm going to just ignore my comments until whenever I feel like
2: replying to them. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah,
0: like That was my biggest stressor as far as the YouTube universe goes was I felt some sort of I don't know, desire or need to reply to every single comment on every single video all the time, even multiple times. If they would respond back, I would ask questions. We have an interaction in the videos. And I was spending hours to two, three, four hours
1: a week, at least just on comments on YouTube videos.
2: The whole
1: purpose purpose of my live streams was to eliminate that exact thing you're dealing with, Bill. Mm -hmm. But I found that that just consumes me for three hours on Monday nights, but I still find myself staring at the comments the rest of the week. Yeah. yeah.
3: I was very, you know, I I think I stepped away from it. And like, I haven't made videos in months, you know, in months and months, anything on my own channel. And um, I enjoy doing it, but it does, it like editing and everything else, It it consumes you. You know, You're still I mean? doing it here. You're, you you well, do a that's lot. That's what I'm bro. saying. So like yeah. you know, like everyone, like Ted was asking me, like, why don't you make your own YouTube videos? It's like, well, this takes a lot of time. Yeah.
0: You know? Like, how do you justify the time?
3: Yeah. It it, it does take a lot of time, and uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I could have a successful YouTube channel, but do I really care? Like, I don't know. Like, I, I am I doing YouTube just for the like the uh, gratification of people acknowledging that I'm good at what I do is, is a good point. You know what I mean?
1: What's the point? genuinely don't do it just for the gratification, but I can't lie and say the gratification doesn't keep me going. Yeah. So sure. I genuinely try to share my knowledge, but when I see the comments and the comments are positive, it gives me a, like almost a dopamine release. And then, sure. And then when you see a negative comment, I'm consumed by that negative comment. And then I'm just like, really, like what? And I have to. I find myself genuinely trying to find a way to 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 change that person's mind. What did I do? Why why do you not want to see my comments anymore? What what did I do wrong? What did I say wrong? And and it does consume you. I try not to, but it does.
2: You can't because you know it's very easy to type something out, right? Keyboard warriors, but you know not everybody's going to like what you do, but
1: so segue a little bit back to the COVID stuff, because we're all dealing with COVID right now. And that's what started this whole depression, anxiety. I find myself lately, the anxiety is pushing me into a depression. So I watch the news every night and I had this discussion with my wife and she said, why do you watch the news? You can't control it. You need to stop. You need to, and and it's so easy and, and she doesn't mean anything by it, but the way that I see it is, is it's so easy for her to tell me to stop watching the news, but I have to watch the news. That's all I have because I'm an informed person. I, I genuinely live off of the fact that I'm, I, I, I'm informed about everything. So I watch the news, and then it makes me angry to hear that we, you know, four thousand people died in the United States yesterday alone, yeah. to, and that makes me upset and angry. And then I, you know, and then I watch both sides of the political spectrum. I watch the left and the right, and then you, I listen. You know, I find some peace in between the two, you know, arguments, but it 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 it's pushing me into a depression because I find myself feeling like, you know what. I I don't have work and I'd rather just go lay in my bed and go to sleep because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've I've almost become like obsessed
3: with it. uh, I am. I wake up in the morning and one of the first things I do is I go on my phone and I have a Google search because I have an Android and it saves all Google searches. So if, as soon as I like click on Google, it will pop up and it'll say coronavirus cases in the United States. So as soon as I click on Google, that'll be the top search. I click on it and I look at the number of cases for the day. Okay. Then like, if I have like a break or a midpoint of the day, I look at it in the middle of the day and then and then at night I look at it again, okay? So I'm looking at it all the time. And I it's almost become like a game where I'm like trying to predict, okay, well, where are we going to be at by Friday, you know? And my my prediction I was a little bit off cuz like the last time I checked before the live stream tonight, we were at like almost 700 and and ten thousand cases, and my prediction was we weren't gonna hit that by Saturday. So I failed my prediction. You know what I mean? Like it's scary. Um, and I'm worried about I, I don't know. It, it you you have so many things running through your head, like economy-wise, uh, your parents, you know, any grandparents or anything else you have, yeah. you know, like what what is this gonna do? What's gonna happen to you, you know? Because they talk about like 30 year olds that die is it going to be me that's going to die is it going to be my family you know i I don't know see and that that in my
0: opinion is just a numbers thing and i'll go back to yes i know COVID 19 is it's horrible it's it's bad i definitely don't want to catch it i don't want anybody to catch it honestly but it's it's a numbers thing you know like you look at any of the other you know i'm sure everybody's already compared it to the flu to this to cancer to drunk driving to all these other things so it's that's that's just honestly how I deal with it by not getting worked up about it is I just look at it as a numbers thing the odds of me getting it the and the odds of me getting it are slim to none and then the odds of me dying from it are even slimmer because it still has a ninety eight ninety nine percent survival rate yeah
1: they are but it I also heard four, four and a half percent. More. I heard a number today, though, and again, you know, you can hear numbers that make you believe anything, but I heard a yeah. number today that says we surpass the flu deaths by 40%. Oh, no way. Wow. Yeah. And
3: uh, they, they said that I, I heard today or yesterday that we're actually the highest. We have the highest death rate in the world right now. The United States. We also have the highest population. I mean, we True. have per it, capita or whatever. Yeah, well, like we're, but we're like four and a half percent, or a little over four and a half percent, is what I heard. Is the so death rate.
1: so we're all, well, not we're three of us are in the United States, okay? Joe, you're up in Canada. Um, we've heard a lot of stuff in Canada too. I believe your prime minister got sick too in Canada. Is he did correct? for for a minute there, yeah. But he and was- I think uh, the UK prime minister got sick too. His but- wife. His wife. Wife? Oh no, I thought the yeah. UK. No, oh, the UK Prime Minister. No, Prime. Yes, for England. Yeah, UK. Sorry. Yes, but uh, Prime Minister for us, his wife did. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah. So I I feel like we haven't heard a lot from down in Mexico, Yamo. How are you guys dealing with this?
4: Uh Well, I think our government is lying because the the numbers on the app says say that. Oh, hold on. Let me get to it. Say something like, we have like six thousand, almost seven thousand cases of COVID nineteen.
2: And this but, is in Mexico. Sorry, Yamo, this is in Mexico, in Mexico. for anybody. Yeah.
4: Yeah, but they yeah. Might be, they might not be. Yeah,
3: lying, I, Yamo, they might not be. Also, they oh, might. Yes. They might just be like what yeah. the confirmed cases are on testing. Yeah. They might be like behind the boat on testing. You know.
1: Because no, no, no. they are.
4: They are lying.
1: Mexico is borderline a third world country. Like yeah, for sure. Right there. I mean, you guys have sophisticated technology, but at the same time, you're borderline being third world. So yeah. Yamo, how are you doing? I mean, how is work for you, Yamo?
4: I used to last year I used to have like two or three calls per day. Now I have two or three calls per week.
1: Okay. That's very similar to what I'm doing I'm doing three to three to four calls a week right now. So um, now how about people in your area, Yama, are they, I mean, are they walking around with masks because everywhere in the United States right now, everybody has a mask on. We are wearing gloves. We're using sanitizer. We're not allowed to leave. We're technically not allowed to leave our houses, but we're not, there's not police banging at our doors. If we leave, I mean, how is it in your country? Are people just life is normal or are they being um, protective and scared?
4: Some people are um, being, um, doing the life normal. I, I mean, they, they they go out like nothing. Some of them, like me, uh, I use gloves, I use a mask, I use goggles, I have a hand sanitizer on my truck, I have, I sanitize my tools every day. Well, the, the, the ones that I use.
1: Now, I how mean, did you find hand sanitizer?
4: Oh, because my father wore, uh, has a hardware store on downtown Monterey. And ha- half a block of that store is, um, is a product, uh, like a um, ki- chemical shop. And they sell like 20 liter drums of hand sanitizer. Because wow. right
1: we can't find hand sanitizer to save our lives. I yeah. actually ordered a gallon of uh, alcohol. And I ordered a bunch of aloe vera, and I made my own hand sanitizer. Cool. So because you we know, had I, hand sanitizer, I did, and-
4: I did that the the aloe vera and alcohol, but it didn't work for me because my my hands finish finish up all greasy. So.
2: Oh yeah.
1: yeah. The Mine concept. actually worked out rather nice. Believe it or not, the, the mix that I use, my wife has a bunch of those fancy oils and shit. And I put some like, uh, orange drops of like doTERRA oil, which is like some fancy <laughs> brand. And, uh, I mixed it according to like, um, I don't know, whatever government, whatever regulations they said to mix it to. So I got like, a uh, like 70% alcohol, you know, 30%. Uh, aloe vera, and then like three drops of this orange crap. So I find myself when I use it, actually, it dries, but it doesn't dry out my hands. So it actually works really nice. Yeah, people are yeah. saying even citric acid is good to have as well. Yeah, it's popular. it's scary. It's it's also so Joe up in Canada. I mean, yeah. how how's it how's it up there? I mean, you know, we hear a little bit on the news, but I feel like we're not covering Canada as much. You know what? Thankfully, we are the country that was almost
2: like in the audience. We were able to see other countries before us. So, we were able to like, okay, shit, look what's happening to Europe. Look what's happening to Italy, Spain, whatever. We got to do this. So, we're lucky that we've seen it so we could act on it. Which. we yeah, could no. have
0: done that, but instead we just dismissed
3: it. Yeah, yes. it blows my mind, Joe. That like I, I honestly I, I mentioned this before on another podcast, but like, um, Toronto has a huge Chinese population, and you yeah. would think they would be traveling back and forth. And like the Toronto real estate is invested heavily from China, right? Right, Asia. no yeah. so, right there, it's not like they're all living there. A lot of these houses are sitting empty there yeah. in Toronto and they're just owned true. as investment properties from China. So yeah. you would think if traveling back and forth Toronto would be a hot spot, but it's not nearly as bad as other places in the United States. No. I wonder
0: that's we- because they immediately like went into um like a lockdown. lockdown. You're right yeah.
2: it's, it's true. We locked down everything. We locked down everything. Only essential services are uh supposed to be working.
0: And, and you know now that you bring that up that blows my mind like right now. Over the last couple of days, we've been having protests here in Michigan. Oh, okay, um, I heard. Yeah, and you know, you. say what you will about things like that, but if we can look at Toronto as an example and be like, "Look, they started locking down almost immediately, and look how many less people died," yeah. we hesitated, we dismissed it. Now we're up to thirty-two thousand people have died in the
1: U.S. Wow, it. that's a lot. You guys wow. have like what nine hundred? Not to get something shoot. like that, though too political but we i mean again i i think i said on the last podcast i'm registered republican but and i'll be honest i voted for trump i didn't vote for trump i voted for republican is what i did but um i i i'm gonna be honest i think he dropped the ball because what pisses me off about him is that he denied it he said it was no big deal. That's just the yes. point. I mean, but,
3: but like imagine the
1: weight. All right. Like
3: I'm oh, no, not, no, no, no.
1: I totally I'm not a big that. Trump fan.
3: I'm not a big Trump fan in general. I honestly think half the things like that comes out of his mouth, like I, I think he's a clown. Okay. Yeah. He he has a successful company, uh and everything else. I, I give him the business
1: aspect. He's, right. a, business yes. yeah. he's like, a business person. Yeah, but like this person.
3: Yeah, he he bothers me in ways, but like I when somebody says he should have done this earlier, done that earlier, he should have shut down the the country earlier. The weight of the amount of economy and people that happens, you know, that 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 takes place in the United States, like to say like we're shutting down this
1: country is immense. Well, and then yes, I agree with that. And also, again, I'm not saying that he's the worst person in the world. I'm just saying that I'm I'm frustrated with him for the in the beginning, he said, this is nothing. This is the flu. It just seemed like he was misinformed. I agree. agree. Then to be where he is now with, again, I, I could not do his job. I could not do any president's job because any president, you talk about Barack Obama, you talk about Clinton, you talk about Bush, any of them, they're all hated by the time they leave. There's no president loved by everybody. Right. But you look at, Trump and you know he had to shut the economy down, and then now he has to he has to make a decision, right? And politics in general, left, right, whatever you want to say, they all have to make a decision: open the economy back up and save the country financially, or or still by keeping it closed. And and you
3: know what's going to happen? I am predicting this. I don't know if this is true or not, but every I was talking to another HVAC guy yesterday, and he said we're going to be back and the, everything's going to open up may 1st we're going to be fine the curve is flattened we're done and i said bs and he said how what do you mean bs i said even if they open up the country again if there's still cases out there that it's going to spread and yeah. the, it's going to go back up we're exactly. going to have more peaks so this is not this is not it's not over china you know, did it we, we they tried
2: won. to We're so
0: far away from a vaccine or any sort of, uh, I mean, they have some drugs that they're using to treat COVID-19, you know, the malaria drug. I'm sure everybody's heard of, you know, these things, antibodies from people who have recovered, but we're still so far away from being able to rapidly treat and cure COVID-19 that like you said, when the, they open the economy back up, everybody starts going back to, you know, mixing with other people. We're going to get that spike again.
1: So, uh, let me ask you, Bill, because you tend to, I i think, from talking to you a little bit that I have, you tend to lead a healthier life. So, And then I'll ask everybody else, too. If they said tomorrow that the malaria drug is the cure, would you take the malaria drug?
0: If I had COVID-19, yeah. I okay, totally would. so
1: now have you heard, and I'll open this to everybody, have you guys heard of the people that have been to countries where you're you're supposed to take the malaria drug and they've chosen to not take it because of the side effect implication of the malaria drug. They've chosen to accept malaria over taking the malaria drug.
0: Hmm. No vaccine
1: can't, for malaria.
0: If I was in a hospital bed right now, hooked up to a ventilator drowning okay, in my own fair fluids. Enough. Sure, fair sure, enough. Sure. I fair would we'll do I, anything. Yeah.
1: But if they said like to, I'm gonna be honest, if they said today that the vaccination is a malaria drug or the malaria drug, right? The malaria vaccination. Yeah. I, I would be skeptical about taking it because I've it heard negative things about the malaria yeah. vaccination In I, I, I have a, a family member that um, lives in another country that she's a missionary and she hasn't said this, but just because of that, I've researched the whole malaria thing and there's people that are willing to get malaria overtaking the malaria vaccination yeah. because of potential side effects. What, what scares me about that, <clears throat> maybe, maybe the internet does this, maybe social media does this, is you start thinking, uh, my my wife, I wouldn't say she's an anti-vaxxer, but she's very conscious about vaccinations and different things like that. And I think that I'm the deciding factor. Like when she says, I don't think my kids have had a flu shot for the last five years. Hmm. And she doesn't want them to have it, but I kind of do, and I'm kind of on the fence. So, like I'm skeptical about any vaccination because it seems like as Our country already, in my opinion, tends to push vaccinations a little bit more than they should. And now we're trying to find a vaccination for COVID and it's like they're bypassing every safeguard they have for vaccinations. This is just one side of it. Maybe they're not. I'm just saying like this is it's it's scary altogether. Yeah,
4: Yeah,
3: but seeing videos on YouTube of a bunch of dead bodies and body bags and New York like sitting in hallways and stuff like that. That's yeah. pretty scary too. It, it, it's like it's it's yeah.
1: incredible to just think about that, you know? What about the people that have signed up to be um the human oh, test what, trials? Yeah, the human test trials. What about the dumbasses, right? The the crazy people. I'm sorry, but they are straight dumbasses. What about the husband and wife? The husband that died because he went and grabbed his fish tank freaking medication yeah, that- the
0: hydrochloroquine. Corking,
3: but, whatever like, whatever.
1: Yeah, but like honestly like all right like that kind of stems
3: back to survival of the fittest right like he's an
1: idiot
3: yeah <laughs> like like people come on like uh, who's gonna do that would any of you guys do that there's no no, no. i don't know what you guys are talking about fish
1: food so, so there's a guy that he heard trump and i'm not not saying Trump is the the bad person here, but he heard Trump talk about this vaccination or medicine called hydrochloroquine, whatever, right? And he has this crap that he uses for his fish, and it's not a human version of hydrochloroquine, whatever. Oh,
3: that's but the thing is, with that with that medication, it has to be a very specific
1: dose because it's a very yeah. it's yeah. a. So free. he had that in his house for his fish tank, and he went took it and he died. Yeah. Oh wow. And then his wife was in the hospital. I don't think his wife died, but he took it because Trump said that was the cure that, and it's not that Trump said that was a cure. That's what the guy heard. Some people are just so stupid that they just hear one thing Mm and here's your sign. Here's your Darwin award, you know? Yeah. But yeah.
0: Well, anyways, guys, I feel like this could probably go on for days and days and days, but we're kind of drifting off from our original topic. So what do you guys say? We wrap it up for the night.
2: Sure. Sounds good. You, you, you know what yeah, Chris no said? He he mentioned Blink One Eighty Two, and all that's in my head is, "Say it ain't so, I will, I will not, not go. go. Turn the, Turn light the lights off. off, Care me home." <laughs> right. I think
1: all the small things. <laughs> so, you need not stick to your day job. I
0: sing it. I sing it better than you, Joe. Don't you worry. probably
1: do? Blink One Eighty Two got me through junior year of high school, and I'd say sophomore year of high school. Very important. The Damn It album. Yeah it for me that was a very important album Um, yeah I like them
0: all right guys well first dude, off okay.
1: let's, let's damn it or dude ranch damn it dude ranch oh. damn it's one it it's two. dude ranch I might have just screwed myself sorry didn't mean to interrupt you well anyway
4: watching <laughs> we'd well, like to thank our, our guest tonight
0: Mr. Chris Tavanovich, for dropping by we had a lot of fun we <laughs> talked about a lot of good stuff 80 joe is singing over there so anyway guys if you didn't catch it at the beginning of the podcast make sure you join up with us on our facebook group find us on instagram check out our live stream every friday on the hvac overtime channel at 9 p.m eastern
3: wow that's a real beer (laughs)
2: <laughs> you heard that? Right.
3: I thought
0: somebody was playing a waterfall yeah. sound effect.
3: That was Chris pressing his buttons over there. I no,
2: know, right? Kidding, right? I
0: was like, "What? What? What is that?" All right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll ah, we'll talk to you guys on the next one. We got to get out of here. These clowns are messing everything up. Thanks so much, guys